This is the Man in a Room podcast. This is Man in a Room. It is a podcast. A podcast. You're listening to Man in a Room. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Man in a Room. How is it going? Things are going fine here, not really much to report, you know, well, nothing that is uh, like noteworthy per se. Um, it's weird when people say, oh, how are you doing? It's like, yeah, I'm all right. And then it's got to the point now where people ask me so often, I'm like, I'm literally the the universal constant of being all right. Like, I'm always going to say I'm all right. Um, and uh, people are like, ah, ha, ha, ha. But yeah, um, I don't know. It's just something that I've said for ages now, and it's got to a point now where it's almost like a catchphrase, like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna be, I'm the universal constant. Um, obviously it's not true. It's not physically possible. Um, but it's, it's a nice, it's a nice thing to say, isn't it? Like, oh, something witty. Um, but yeah, never really works out though. People sort of look at me like, what are you on about, mate? It's just, why are you being so rude? You asked me how I was a minute ago. Now you're getting all, all arsey with me. Anyway. Um, so, do you know, I spent the, uh, night around my parents' house the other day and it was actually quite nice. Um, it's just nice sort of hanging out with them and watching TV. We've been watching a lot of, um, One Foot in the Grave, which is a very funny TV show. I recommend it highly if you've never seen it. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, you know me and my old comedies. Um, One Foot in the Grave I really like. Um, so I finished all, finished all of Steptoe and Son which was a, an achievement to say the least. And there was also, I started, right, and I know this is going to sound bad and reflect badly on me, but I watched a couple of episodes of Rising Damp just to see what was going on with it, really, because obviously it's a famous TV show, and it's all like, oh, blimey, wouldn't get away with that now. I don't know how you got away with it back then, but it's like, well, it's weird because I'm assuming that it's funny now because we're laughing at the ignorant bigot the ignorant bigot is the we're laughing at him for being so ignorant, and um, maybe that was the comedy. I don't really know, but I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, but anyway, um, you know, one from the grave is great. Also, watching keeping up appearances with my mum, um, keeping up appearances with Hyacinth Bouquet. Um, you know, just funny. It's just one of those weird shows that we've watched over the years and. I don't know. It's just a just a funny show. The Bouquet Residence, Lady of the House, speaking all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but anyway, um, so the other thing what's really good about staying at my parents' house, apart from uh, hanging out with my parents, is the cat. So we've you know we've, we've got this cat, and she's uh, well, she's sixteen years old now. Her name is Maisie, and she's fluffy and she's lovely. And, you know, over the years, like, she's obviously she's been around, the, in, hanging about the house for 16 years. So it's a bit like she's just part of the furniture. She's, like, part of the house. And it's funny because she's, um, well, she's always been quite flighty and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's not, I don't know, something must have happened to her or something like that, but she's always sort of been a bit jumpy and all that kind of stuff and not very affectionate and all that kind of thing, really. And um, it's some cats like that you know we feed her and all that kind of stuff and you know give her a fuss when she you know as as long as she wants it but as soon as she doesn't want it anymore we'll stop 
because you know you can always tell with a cat when a cat's getting really really pissed off and um so the funny thing is though is as she's gotten older she's sort of got a bit more sort of clingy and a bit more like give me attention and fuss please like yeah, of course no problem i'll happily do that you know put me down for that and it's funny because uh now it's got to the point where with me and her have got a slight routine so it's a bit it's a bit, it's a bit of a weird routine so just hear me out right um so when i get up in the morning i make myself a cup of tea i put the kettle on and i go to the bathroom like put the kettle on go to the bathroom and what happens is she's waiting outside the door of the bathroom and I was like, does she want to be laid out of the back? No, the back door's already open, so she doesn't want to go out. She's got food there. She wants to go to the bathroom with me. So <laughs> she she literally, she runs to the bathroom and waits for me. And I'm all like, right, look that way. I'm going to sit down in the toilet. Uh, she does look away. I've said I'd, I'd do my best to cover myself anyway. I know it's a cat and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but I still feel weird about it, okay? Um, I'm a very weird person. That's looking so like, well, you, you can't see that. And then... Um, what happens then is that she starts like meowing and she wants me just to stroke her and all that kind of stuff and she literally becomes the most attention-seeking cat you've ever seen in your entire life literally just spread out and sort of being like oh like stroke my belly and being all fluffy and adorable and just all that kind of stuff really and it's just it's really really funny because obviously the years that I've known her she's never been like that and um, now it's like she um, you know we've got this routine uh, but the thing is, though, is that it's, it's as fun as it is to, like, stroke the cat first thing in the morning. I've literally just woken up, so I'm a bit groggy. And she just stands far away, like, like just a little bit too far away from me whilst I'm sitting on the toilet. I have to lean forward. So I literally have to almost be doubled over, reaching over to her, because obviously she's, she's the size of a cat. So I have to literally reach down for her. But further forth, and then I have to sort of really sort of reach and try and stroke. So I'm literally like doubled up on this, on this which isn't a particularly nice image, and it's not very comfortable. And it's like, well, the trade-off is be uncomfortable, have an uncomfortable poo for a bit, and stroke a cat, or have a comfortable poo and not have a cat. I'd rather have the cat, you know. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's, it's just. That that morning specifically, I felt a little bit rough, and I, I really did. I thought, oh, I hope she's not there, but she was there. And I thought, oh, damn it, that cute cat! How dare she? Um, but yeah, it's just yeah. And the, the thing is, though, what's what's funny about her is that you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of holiday makers around where my mum and dad live, and like there's a I think there's a holiday house or a holiday home next to them kind of like an uber no is it not uber what's that what are those things called uh, airbnb or whatever you want to call that that kind of situation going on and so these people come back every year and they apparently Maisie is always there and they were like oh was that your cat oh we we come every year and we see her and it's lovely and it's like oh it's actually quite nice her name is Maisie, um and she's lovely um so uh yeah so uh yeah that's that's uh what that is and it's just nice really um but yeah anyway it's time for higher and lower are the cards going to be higher or lower um so i'm not playing tower and t today because well i don't fancy it uh for a bit of a change up so it can be a bit different um because you know just a bit of fun bit of interactivity 
Because the problem with tarot and tea is the fact that, well, the tarot can be for anybody. It could be for me all this time. We just don't know. Um, but I figured that it's probably more fun to sort of get away from that because a lot of people don't necessarily agree with tarot. A lot of people don't necessarily believe in tarot. I don't believe in tarot, but I like I I, I find it fun uh, to do tarot readings. But um, you know, so instead, going to play a game of higher and lower. Um, simply going to draw draw five cards, and then going to try and see if I can guess all the way to the end, higher or lower. Um, no no prizes. Don't phone. It's just for fun. All that kind of stuff. You know, uh, you have to take my work. Oh, I got to the jokers out Pierce. No, we'll leave the jokers in. Yeah, that'd be part of the game. If a joker comes up, the, lost the game. Okay, that's all we'll do. Um, right, hang on. Like, so just you just have to take my word. That I'm not cheating. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Right, the cards are there. Up there. Got a quick swig of tea. Swig of tea. Swig of tea. Soon it'll be Christmas day. <sighs> Lovely. Absolutely lovely. Lovely chai. Right, okay, so the first card is... It's a seven of clubs. Ah, crap. So that's a middly card. So is it going to be less than a seven or higher than a seven? It's one... I'm obviously watching the prices, right? You know, is it like... Ooh, it's a middly card. It could be higher, it could be lower. I think um, there is probably more higher cards um than the seven so i'm gonna say it's gonna be higher but there's also other sevens if it's a it, yeah if it, okay the, the, another rule is if it's the same card come up twice I'll, I'll switch out for a different card right okay i'm gonna say higher oh it's the queen of clubs that's quite an easy card so a lot more lower than the Queen of Clubs. So, what are you going to say? It's not impossible. There might be, you know, there might be a king. Oh, by the way, Ace is low. Uh, also, no, yeah, because there's no one, is there? Um, so, Ace is low. Um, right, so, Queen of Clubs, I'm going to say, well, it's pretty obvious. It's going to be lower, isn't it? It's got, it's got to be. How can it not be lower than that? Oh, it's a nine, another midly card. Oh, dang it. Nine of Clubs, by the way. What are the odds of that? Um... I once saw an episode of QI and uh, Stephen Fryer was like, "This I'm going to show you stuff you've never seen before, ever before on English television." He's like, "Shuffles some cards, right? This, this pack of cards have never has never ever been in this order before, and will never be in it ever again." Um, yep. So uh, <laughs> weird tangent there. Uh, nine of clubs. I'm going to say lower. Going to say lower. It's got nine. It's a middly club. I'm going to say lower. It's a five. Five of clubs. All these clubs. I'm sure. I, I promise there are other clubs in this. Oh, no, dang it. Right. So I'm on the fourth card. I've got one more card left. And it's the five of clubs. Um, ooh, what do you reckon? It's got to be, it's got to be higher, isn't it? It's got to be. It's got to be higher. Got to be. The queen of diamonds. Yes. The queen of diamonds. There she's in all of her splendid. A one higher and lower. I didn't want anything specifically. Did, how did you do? How did you do on that? Yeah, any good? Um, I don't know. Anyway, that was higher and lower. Is it higher or is it lower? 
I don't know. Is that the jingle? It is now. Anyway, I'll be back after this very short break. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at maninaroom.co.uk. Years ago, I managed to get a jigsaw puzzle of the Beatles Abbey Road album cover. Um, it's quite good, actually. The idea was that, you know, I better see like a big, massive version of their album cover, which is it's quite, you know, I think maybe that's the reason why people like jigsaw puzzles, because it's like a bigger version of something that is usually quite small. I argue just get a poster, but it's like, well, you know, jigsaw puzzles, it's fun. Um, and... You know, I think it's like a thousand piece, and this is the very first time I'd ever done a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle, and I was excited. And it's weird because obviously, having spent a lot of time looking at Abbey Road, the front cover. Sorry, pardon. I do apologise that the teeth's repeating on me. Um, literally looking at it all that time, and then suddenly seeing it like in like intricate parts, like this is like a little tiny square. It's like, what is that? What's this tiny part of Abbey Road? And but like, oh, it's a number plate. Well, like, oh look, it's a pedestrian I didn't notice was there. You know, all that kind of stuff. It's like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. And, um, you know, it took me a little while to do that. And I was like, yeah, I'm really happy. That's I did some good work there. Thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle of the Beatles Abbey Road. Lovely stuff, you know. So spurred on by my success, I bought Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band as a, as a jigsaw puzzle, a thousand-piece. I thought, here we go. Another experience of looking at intricate parts of an album cover and, you know, Sergeant Pepper, that's so busy. It'd be really fun just to have a proper good look at it, you know. And um, I couldn't be asked. It's like, well, I've already done Abbey Road. That was a thousand piece. And, you know, as much fun as it was, a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle, it was quite um, strenuous. It's like, well, you know, I'll, I won't, maybe I'm, I got, I'm burnt out on jigsaw puzzles. Maybe that's what it is. So I sort of just put it away and, you know, misplaced it over the years. Um, I don't know where that went. So um, during um, lockdown and all that kind of stuff, I was like, well, you know, maybe I should, maybe think we're getting a jigsaw puzzle. You know, everyone's doing jigsaw puzzles. Everyone's making banana bread and let's all do jigsaw puzzles and do stuff like that. So I went to Amazon and I bought myself uh, the Beatles Yellow Submarine. I didn't buy Sergeant Pepper. I thought that Sergeant Pepper will turn up some point somewhere it will turn up and um you know yellow submarine which is a beatles album but it's also a beatles film so i love always loved the artwork of yellow submarine and all that kind of stuff so i thought well you know it'd be fun sort of spending time looking at the artwork of yellow submarine you know so um it came i got myself on those jig rolls as well you know it's one of those things where you you, know, you do a jigsaw on a on a table on this felt thing and then you can sort of roll it up and sort of put it away for later rather than having it out all the time permanently they're quite good because you know it means you can do bits and pieces here and there and you know so i was like okay so uh that came and then i thought i, know, I can't be bothered still i really still can't be bothered so uh it sort of just got put away and sort of like i'll, I'll do it eventually i'll do it eventually um, so, you know, time goes on and, uh, I end up in a charity shop and there was this really good bargain of a Where's Wally jigsaw puzzle for, oh, wow, Where's Wally? 
Um, that's fun. I mean, I like Where's Wally as a kid, and it'd be really fun spending time looking at the intricate parts of a Where's Wally photograph and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, I've got that jig roll. Maybe you just didn't fancy the Yellow Submarine one. I'll try and do the the, the Where's Wally one, because the Where's Wally one, it cost me a quid. I thought, I was doing it for charity, you know, why not? So, got my jig roll out, started getting the bits of the Where's Wally uh, jigsaw puzzle out. It's like, right, you know, going to get all the edges, going to get the corners, and so I can work out what's going on and all that kind of stuff. If I've still got it here, um, let me just see if I can just grab it. Hang on. Since I'm here, with ASMR, come here, jigsaw puzzle. There we go. So it's actually... Um, it's, it's it's clowns, right? So it's basically a bunch of clowns, and uh, there's like these, you know, clowns and like hot air balloons and just lots of funny things going on. I thought that'd be that'd be quite fun. I thought it's a quid, and you know, it'd be something to do. Listen to this. That sort of stuff, sort of running your fingers through the the pieces. Ah, oh, this is lovely. It's almost like a. It's essential experience a jigsaw puzzle and the smell. Ah, um, pardon me, that was the lid. Um, and so you know, I was like, well, you know, get that out. So I started doing it, and actually, I found, I found the Where's Wally. I, I found Wally. I found him or Waldo in America. I was like, oh, I've already found. I literally, I picked up a few pieces. I thought, well, there's Wally. I found him. I found Wally. I was like, well, what's the point of this? I literally found it within minutes of actually owning the damn thing. So I was like, oh, you're joking, man. I was like, oh, well, that's fine. I mean, I still, I'll still do it. It'll, be, it'll still be fun, you know? So I started doing it, and then I got really, really bored of it. I was like, well, I've got the edges, and I can't be asked. Like, I really can't be asked. Like, I'm not enjoying this at all. You know, I'm, in, I'm enjoying running my hands through the jigsaw puzzle. I'm enjoying the smell of the jigsaw puzzle. I'm enjoying the idea of the jigsaw puzzle. I'm happy that my how much my jigsaw puzzle didn't really cost me. And, you know, I also just like saying jigsaw puzzle. So, you know, I, I, I put it away and came to the conclusion that jigsaw puzzles aren't for me, really. Um, it's Maybe it's because no, I just wasn't in the right mood for it or whatever. But it's a weird moment where, you know, you hear people saying, oh, they love, oh we love a jigsaw puzzle. Do you like a jigsaw puzzle? I mean, I, I, just, I don't, because um, it, you know, it, it makes sense. Every single bit of it ticks a box of it being fun, but it's just like, well, it's got to be the right jigsaw puzzle. And where's Wally was not the right jigsaw puzzle. I might have to try and do the yellow submarine one. I don't know, um, but it's just a case of I'll never get round to doing it because, yeah, I think in my entire life I've done uh, maybe. Thousand piece jigsaw puzzles, maybe two. Like I can do smaller ones and all that kind of stuff, but a thousand pieces—that's just too much. It's just too much effort. That is. It's like that craze a few years ago of people those those mindfulness uh, coloring books. I mean, don't get me wrong—they do wonders. They are fantastic things. But you buy these these coloring books, and you never finish them. What they need to sell or have is a, like a, a just like one-offs where you can just, where you can just uh, color it in and all that kind of stuff maybe that's what i'll do i might start making mindfulness coloring things and then i'll start selling them on etsy because that's what people do isn't it and then some 
some burke will come along along and nick the artwork and put on a t-shirt on red bubble and i'll be furious um that's a joke by the way that actually happened to my brother uh he made a bunch of artwork and some burke stole it and put it on red bubble like what's that all about there's no need to do that really is there um but the thing was it's a bit like well um people don't really look into this kind of stuff they just think oh if it's on the internet it must be free and that's not how that works um but yeah anyway um sorry i keep itching my beard today i do apologize it's you i do it normally but the micro doesn't pick it up as much so um it's the proper asmr um, podcast today anyway um thank you for joining me for this uh don't forget if you want to support me on patreon the the, the link to that is in the show notes you don't have to. You get fun things like extra bits of uh, podcast here and there. And, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, anyway, catch you again next week for more of this. And uh, sayonara. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.